Welcome to the Wealth Steading Podcast. This is episode 337. Today is August 24th, 2021. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, just want to give you a real quick update on a current event. If you're paying attention to what's being said in the media, then I'm sure you're hearing a lot about Federal Reserve tapering of the balance sheet. There's a meeting this week. The Federal Reserve is holding their annual summer meeting at Jackson Hole, Wyoming this week. And so all the talking heads are babbling about it. And a lot of people are really pushing the narrative that Fed tapering is just around the corner and it could have major implications to crash the stock market. Well, before I get to that, I just want to mention, did you notice over the last three days how well the small caps, the Russell 2000, and specifically the reopening type stocks have done since late last week when they dropped down and then bounced off their 200-day moving average. Whenever there's a short-term correction and a major index drops down to its 200-day moving average and bounces off of that average, that's usually a really good sign of a time to buy and not a time to panic. Well, we'll see how this all works out, but I remain optimistic, especially on the reopening and the service-type sectors, and I think the greatest headwind as we come out of the summer doldrum is that we will be headed into the traditional flu season. So could we see a, you know, whatever that would be, a fifth wave of COVID? Well, possibly, but again, to me, that won't be a time to panic. That would be a time to buy the dip and plan on the future because for profitable companies, the future is bright. And profitable and successful companies are the ones that have survived over the last year and a half. They've come through this pandemic stronger, They've outlived the rivals that stumbled or went out of business. And these companies are going to be more profitable in the future because they're relying more on technology. They upgraded their systems and their infrastructure. So they're more productive because they're doing the same job with less people. Those are the kind of companies you want to own stock in. And so whatever kind of stumbling we may go through in the ensuing months, that won't matter because the future is bright for companies that have increased their productivity. Now, as far as today's topic, though, I just want to drill down real quick on whether or not the Federal Reserve will taper and cut back some of the monthly purchases that they're currently doing for their balance sheet. Now, a lot of people think that this could happen as early as next month, and a lot of those same people are very worried that a tapering of the Fed balance sheet is going to cause a rapid rise in interest rates and could crash the stock market. Well, I'm not worried one way or another. I think it's, in a way, very unlikely that the Federal Reserve is going to taper, or even if they taper, that they'll taper very much. I think they're more likely to say they're going to taper than to actually do it. And one thing you can think about in relation to that is, you know, they're having a big meeting right now in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's their summer annual meeting. And the ironic thing about this meeting where they're supposed to talk about the likelihood of, of tapering their balance sheet because, you know, there's so much inflation and the economy's doing so well. Well, that meeting is actually being held virtually. So I think it's really ironic that on the one hand, a lot of pundits think that the Federal Reserve is behind the eight ball because the worst is way behind us. And so interest rates have to rise and tapering has to begin because the pandemic is all over. But, you know, then at the same time, they have to cancel the meeting, hold it virtually because the pandemic is actually still so bad. And so I think it's all nonsense to think that it is a 100% sure thing that the Federal Reserve will start tapering as early as next month. But even if they do, you have to ask the question, so what? The Federal Reserve, since last March, 
March of 2020, when the pandemic really shut down the economy. Since then, the Federal Reserve has been increasing their balance sheet by $120 billion a month. They do that because that helps keep liquidity in the system. It gives the banks and the financial institutions lots of money to loan out to people, and it keeps interest rates very low. That's why, as I record this, and as a lot of people are worried about runaway inflation, at the same time, you know, interest rates are below 1.3% and are still very much near all-time record lows. And even if we double the rates of where we are right now, that would still put us significantly below where rates were back in 2018, long before the pandemic ever hit. So we are just generally in a low interest rate environment for a number of factors, mostly dealing with demographics. But as to the specific nonsense about the Federal Reserve tapering their balance sheet, first off, once they start it, they're not going to cut off the spigots all at once. They're currently doing $120 billion a month. That's about equivalent to a typical Midwestern state entire GDP for the year. So even if they back off a little bit, and they'll, they'll go from 120 maybe to $100 billion, they'll do that for a quarter and then drop down to you know maybe $80 billion and then $60 billion, and it'll be a, a series of uh, many months or a year or so before they actually get to zero. But even if they went to zero tomorrow, the reason I'm not worried is because there is still so much liquidity in the system that's just on their balance sheet. The Federal Reserve's balance sheet, since the COVID epidemic hit, has grown by more than two times, which is over $4 trillion. And just because they stopped buying new bond purchases and expanding their balance sheet, that doesn't mean that they won't continue each month to buy bonds. They'll just use it not with new money that's printed out of thin air. They'll use it with the money from the old bonds that they've owned that's matured. And so it's just like in the old days, people used to ladder CDs. So even if they stopped expanding their balance sheet tomorrow, there would still be over $8 trillion of liquidity on the balance sheet, and a certain percentage of that matures every month. And then they would just continue to roll that into the economy. Now, I don't have the number in front of me as to exactly what that amount would be, but off the top of my head, I'm going to assume that it's somewhere between $20 and $45 billion a month that would still be available to continue to reinvest into the economy. And when you go back to the original quantitative easing back in you know, 2008, I think when they started, they were only dealing with about 30 or 40 billion a month anyways. That eventually got racked up to, you know, by the time we got to quantitative easing three, that was about $65 billion a month. And so even if the Federal Reserve tomorrow totally stops expanding their balance sheet, they've still got that, you know, 20 to $45 billion a month, which in and of itself is still quantitative easing. And the reason I know that they're not going to reduce their balance sheet, and I can say that with almost absolute authority, is that if you look at their past history, they didn't start reducing their balance sheet, I don't think, until late into 2018. So that was a full decade from the first financial crisis when they started quantitative easing one. So whether they start tapering or not is irrelevant. There's still plenty of money in the system on their balance sheet. It's not going away anytime soon. I said that back many years ago after quantitative easing three was over. I said that that debt would likely never be paid off, that it will be rolled over into the future infinitum, either until it's totally decayed because of inflation or at some point, they may just write the whole thing off altogether. 
That was true of the original quantitative easing program that was put in place after the 2008 financial crisis, and that's even more so true with the expanded balance sheet of over $8 trillion that we now see coming out of the COVID-19 disaster. So my message is simple. Just like always, you can pretty much ignore the media narrative. They've got a lot of airtime to fill up. They always have to have something to talk about. But I think it's highly unlikely that a tapering of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet is going to have an adverse impact on the stock market and specifically on the reopening trade. Well, hey, as always, thanks for listening. Until the next episode, this is John Pagliano wishing you the very best returns.